Welcome to the Linnaean Society of London. If you know the extension of the... Please wait a moment. The anxiety uh, sort of came in a surge. I'd worked with insects for many years. And of course, we all kind of have a, a background anxiety about, uh, you know, creepy crawly things with lots of legs and whatnot. But uh, having worked with insects by that time for, for at least a decade, um, you know, I was very comfortable around insects until this one particular incident in which I was out in the field and I had descended into a, a draw, sort of a dry river in a summer that was particularly dry and had very large numbers of grasshoppers on the native rangeland, which is where I was working. And so those grasshoppers had concentrated into the bottom of this draw, where there, that was the only green food that they could find. And I, I descended into this. The number of grasshoppers per square meter increased from probably 30 to 40 to 50 to 60. And so by the time I was down between these walls of this draw, I would guess there was probably 100 to 120 grasshoppers per square meter. So it was like a seeding, living carpet of grasshoppers. And they, uh, of course, they were alarmed, so they were pelting me, uh, jumping in every which direction, crawling into my clothing, clinging to my hair, to my face. And uh, um, in the midst of this, both I panicked. Uh, it was a sort of a full-blown anxiety attack which I hadn't experienced in the presence of insects. And so I sort of clambered my way out of this draw back to the truck, you know, heart pounding, breathing, you know, knocking the insects off me, and then sort of reflected on my drive back home uh, on what had happened to me. Why had I reacted that way? And would I do that again if confronted by such an, an overwhelming number of insects? And so that incident really sort of led me to wonder about this relationship between humans and insects as mediated through our mind and our imagination and our fears and anxieties. So I'm Jeff Lockwood. I'm a currently titled Professor of Natural Sciences and Humanities. I bring together the natural sciences and the arts and the humanities. And so I use insects as the raw material for thinking and working about and raising questions regarding uh, insects and how they relate to the human mind and the human experience and our aesthetic judgments. They are kind of at this margin of animalness. We see them and, and they aren't at all like, you know, they aren't even like mice, right? They've got, you know, too many legs and they've got this hard outer, outer skeleton um, and they operate in these really bizarre ways. And so we, at one level, we think of them as, as being animals. At another level, we think of them as being so radically different that they are really sort of a, an alien presence. We don't quite know what to think of them. You put them together and it, it seems like you know, there's a synergy, right? The whole is somehow greater than the mere sum of the parts. Um, and then you layer on this, this otherness, right? So, you know, we, 
Not only are there swarms, but it's a swarm of these alien beings. In some ways, if we want to understand sort of at least the Western concept of, of a swarm, we need to go back, arguably, to the book of Exodus, right? And so there, as the story goes, Yahweh, God, uses a swarm of locusts as one of the plagues that is sent to Egypt. Also uses flies, by the way. Um, but the locust swarm is sort of the one that really sticks in our minds. And so it's seen as, as, as a kind of dark, a divinely sent punishment to the Pharaoh. Now, as a funny little aside, um, as funny as swarms can be, swarms actually in, in uh, the, the early Middle Ages were perceived in, in this very sort of ambiguous way. So locust swarms would occasionally cross the Mediterranean and move into southern Europe. And at that time, the, you know, they would descend on a village and they would be destroying the crops. People would call to the to the local uh, priest and and uh, ask the church to cast them out um, because they were seen as 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 evil. They were seen as as the work of the devil. And there were actually ecclesiastical trials of of locust swarms. They were put on trial, and they had to be put on trial before uh, the church could cast uh, an anathema or a curse on them. It was very serious. Uh, a theological move. And so the locusts, I mean, follow this, they were given essentially a church attorney to defend them in court, right? We have to be fair about this. There's these, there's these wonderful passages in which this very clever ecclesiastical attorney argues that, you know, maybe these villagers were pretty sinful, right? Maybe they were doing things they ought not to have done. And maybe this swarm of locusts is not the work of the devil. Maybe it's a punishment from God. And gee whiz, if the church curses God's messengers, then that'll put us in a really tough spot. Therefore, given that we can't tell whether the swarm is the work of the devil or the work of God, right, we should take sort of the, the safe way out and just, uh, you know, and not curse it. Of course, by the time the trials were over, the swarm had basically eaten everything and moved on. The social insects have been portrayed negatively as we begin to think of the hive as a kind of totalitarian state, uh, mindless robotic workers. You can see where this is all headed in this sort of dark science fiction kind of direction. And so the dominant way that Western cultures have portrayed insects in the last, you know, two, three hundred years is in negative terms with regard to uh, seeing them through the lens of fear and disgust. So we have things like Kafka's Metamorphosis, and we have these wonderfully strange films, particularly in the 50s, The Fly and Them with monstrous insects. And so we've, we've come to see them in these, these very negative terms. And that's the dominant way in which an urban, modern, society perceives insects is, is as our enemies or as invaders of our space and our lives.
this whole quality of insects as sort of being alien is for us, I think, awfully frightening because we don't know what they're thinking, right? And on the one hand, we suspect that they're just sort of machines like robots just doing automatic instinctual things. But then they exhibit these moments where they seem to know what's going on. And that may be even more frightening to us than imagining that they're just these, these mindless robotic little creatures. You know, in the end, insects, whether they have minds or not, whether they're conscious or not, they're absolutely defiant of our will and control. Even bees, right? We talk about domesticating the bees. Even there, it feels like a tenuous relationship. Mm -hmm.